Welcome to the Blazing Defender Report! Hey, we're back! Hey, it's working. Hey. Is it? Yeah. All right. That's sad. So it made noise. Yeah, they have any fucking music in it. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> thank you, the- guys, in the chat. <laughs> See? That's, now the chat not only is my other co-host, it is my Tech support. Uh, producer, my man in the chair. Uh, so thanks guys. Thanks for telling me that. It, please, I know Casey. Sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. All right, all right. So where were we? We were talking about your fucking weird sex toy. Well, yeah. oh, hey. well, let's move on because we have two episodes <laughs> of The Mandalorian to talk earmuffs, about. Earmuffs. Yeah. Uh, so what we're gonna do real quick is we're not going to spend a ton of time on talking about Chapter Twelve because it sucked. Uh, we will talk about a little bit of it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was filler, right? But yeah. uh, Casey, give us a, a synopsis of uh, Chapter Twelve, please. So coming, coming at you fresh. He's still on Tatooine, and he rides. He's riding off. Just it picks up literally seconds after we see him ride off in the previous episode. Mando and the child get attacked by a couple of bounty hunters. One of which I think is a Jawa, which is kind of cool. And uh, they get him with that old schoolyard tripwire where they kind of just hold it out and he just gets <laughs> right off his speeder bike. And uh, Baby Yoda takes a little bit of a bump. That kid is tough. <laughs> but he did have a badass recovery, though. He did. With uh, the jetpack. Yeah, he sure did. So they he gets, a, he gets a knife held under his little neck by this Jawa bounty hunter. And he negotiates for a... <laughs> I know... <laughs> He negotiates for Mando's jetpack, which he fires off remotely and drops this poor sap, you know, 200 meters straight down. Mm. That was he pretty cool. Back, he talks yeah. to Pelly again, and he's like, he's like, listen, I'm looking for more of my kind. And she's like, oh, I got you. Let me just finish playing cards with this giant ant <laughs> whose name is Dr. Mandible. Yeah. I know, right? That was perfect. fun trivia about this episode featuring a giant ant. Uh, it was directed by Peyton Reed, who directed the first Ant-Man, Ant-Man. Oh. and possibly yeah. the second Ant-Man, but I don't remember. Either way, uh, Pelly puts him in touch with the quote-unquote frog lady, who is a an alien who is trying to get somewhere in the galaxy to get her eggs to be, you know, to hatch because you know they're the last of her line. So Mando's got to ferry this poor frog woman and her eggs to another part of the galaxy and not at hyperspace, which is a huge bummer because he has people constantly trying to get him. Also, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me because, you know, we've seen people travel in hyperspace. Not really a bumpy ride. Like at all. No. Like you probably wouldn't even know you were traveling at hyperspace if unless but, somebody told you or you looked out the window. Some sort of other factor that would like, like I I, I don't know what all goes into hyperspeed travel. Yeah. To to know if like maybe there's some sort of cellular degradation that would happen. Oh God. For these specific <laughs> species, I, I have mean, no idea. I just I don't assume know what that it, is. It, it works like most other science fiction, like warp drive or whatever, where it's like space is folding. And yeah. you're, you're not really traveling faster, but you're moving a greater distance. Yeah. I don't know. It's got computer I, calculations and whatever. But Star Wars never, isn't the nerdy science not, fiction. But the, okay. It's, we'll it's, save it's all the never, technical. Nothing's ever happened to anyone before 
traveling in hyperspace. You know, I mean, there was that like one thing sick. Yeah, there was that one time where a ship flew into a bunch of other ships. Yeah, yeah, that happened. But you know, it's a once in a lifetime maneuver. You just can't. You just can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so they they end up traveling and they get pulled over by the fuzz, which we get to see Dave Filoni again as a New Republic uh, X-wing pilot. And you get your your class. If you've ever been pulled over by a police officer, you get some pretty typical banter where it's you know instead of license and registration, they want to check his you know his code or send him a ping or whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, it's an old ship. You know, I don't have to worry about that regulation. He's like, yeah, you're in New Republic territory, there, buddy. Why don't you roll them windows down? Mm-hmm. So they mark him because he they they got his ping from the prison ship last season and they you get a really great bit where not only does he try to push them off by saying may the force be with you and now they we know and also with you for any of you catholic star wars fans out there (laughs) you finally get it in canon but you get a nice little bit where not only do the cops switch over to channel two but as soon as they pan back their s foils open into attack Mm -hmm. mode so you know like oh great about to be blitzed by the police in my own vehicle so he runs flies down to an ice planet uh to escape the the law and then he falls through the ice gets trapped in a cave where you know things are pretty horrible the ship is in pretty terrible shape they don't know if they're going to get out but frog lady finds a hot spring and Things are looking pretty good. It's gets naked. I thought there was about to be some ba 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 chicka wow wow going some, on. Some <laughs> frog, frog lady. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one major problem though. Uh, in this episode, we find out that the child is kind of a genocidal maniac. A little bit. A little bit. Just a, little, just, a just a tiny bit of a genocide. Don't maniac. don't hold him too close, Travis. He'll bite your nose That's off. True. He will eat you. Uh, anything baby yoda starts dipping his hand into the eggy jar as it were and he's slurping up those eggs in one big old bite mm-hmm. and uh, but it's, it's so funny. cute when he does it it's really funny until <laughs> you realize like oh, I mean, come this, on. Is the, this is the last line of her lineage and yeah. there's a bunch in there only one lived deal. according to it's 13 big deal, oh, yeah, as far as you know um you know, but you also got to think like, oh, he's a baby. He doesn't know what he's doing is wrong. But I rewatched the episode and he like looks over his shoulder to make sure nobody's watching him before mm-hmm. he eats these eggs. So I feel like he's he a con- lord, dude. I'm telling he, you. <laughs> he kind of knows that he's going to eat. That oh, my egg. God. What if like his Sith power, because whenever he goes dark side okay. is absorbing life. Like he just <laughs> he's just all about absorption. Because that was Darth Nihilus, right? I saw a meme yeah. where it's it's Kreia's face superimposed over Mando and Nihilus over Baby Yoda, and he's just eating a planet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, "No, right. you can't yeah, eat that." I, I have to I, I have to divert to the chat real quick because uh, Jason made a good point, and I, I also noticed this too, Jason. I mean, I'm kind of questioning the Mama Lizard skill, uh, parenting skills. Because, I mean, there was like three eggs missing. She didn't even fucking know. But these things are the last of my line. And they can't go in hyperspace. But, oh, well, there's she three was eggs missing. But I don't was give a shit. open them and eat them for her to count over. Yeah. Over. Why would you suspect that any were missing? Yeah. 
don't know because you're a fucking mother. You're like protective and shit. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm listen, not. like it's a okay, lot of species but... that, you know, lay a bunch of eggs all at once. It's kind of like for the purpose of, hey, these guys don't really have a great chance of surviving. That's why yeah. I'm having 500 babies at once. Yeah. You ever see a seahorse give birth, Travis? Yeah, huh? it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> yeah. Or sea turtles. Like, they yeah. put a whole bunch on the beach, and most of those are going to get eaten by sharks and other shit. Seagulls. Seagulls. Anyway, whatever. So, Baby Oda is just going egg crazy. Like, he, he eats an egg when nobody's looking and everything's fine. He's just shoveling them into his mouth after they get knocked unconscious in a crash, and Mando's mm-hmm. like, how many of these did you eat? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he tries to eat a mysterious egg that they find in a cave, which turns out to be a spider egg. And there are these horrible giant white spiders that immediately begin to try and chase down and eat our heroes, including one really, really big one. Uh, which and I don't know that it's especially for that show. Like they've not shown up anywhere in Star Wars lore. They were created. Well, here's where I'm about to immediately tell you that you're wrong. Travis. I was gonna say <laughs> no. I, I watched the thing were... on it. Huh? Yeah, I'm sure you did. But whatever you watched was wrong. <laughs> These spiders have shown up in Rebels, for one. Uh, and they used to be in the old expanded universe on Dagobah for two, because they're based on a Ralph McQuarrie design for a spider. Dude, that, Looper like, has a video that said that the cost or the uh, concepts designer said that these these this species has not been found anywhere in the Star Wars universe. They were created specifically for the Mandalorian show. Absolutely. I can't tell you how wrong that is. God it's damn so it. Wrong. Every time I see something <laughs> like this, I'm like, I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send it to these guys. I'm like, First of oh, all, know that. the designer know that. of these spiders is dead. <laughs> so what? I don't know how they got him for a video about this episode. I'm pretty sure Ralph McQuarrie is dead. Um, but he also designed them like, mm, I don't know. 40 years ago for huh. now I gotta, yeah. now and I gotta they've kind of repurposed. So originally these big spiders were on Dagobah. They used to like sink their like legs into the ground to become roots. And then they would grow into a tree and then the tree would spin off another spider. Super gross. Okay. Yeah. Then they had them in rebels. They were pretty similar looking. And then they had them in this, I guess technically it's the first time we're seeing them in live action. Like another thing we'll see soon, but you know, whatever, it's fine. So there's these giant horrible spiders and they're really scary looking. And if you hate spiders and you, and you know, and I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody, but if you really hated that one scene in that one Harry Potter movie where they get attacked by giant spiders <laughs> or that one scene in the Lord of the Rings movie where they get attacked by giant spiders or fucking any movie where they get attacked by giant spiders, you're not going to have a good time. <laughs> these are equally gross. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all comes down to a pretty terrifying climax where they're trapped in the cockpit because spiders have completely overrun the beat up ship and the new Republic pilots fly in to save the day. When you think everything is lost, just, you know, picking them off from a distance with their little rifles popping out of their X-wings. And would you believe that Mando has the balls to ask (laughs) these guys, Hey, could you help me out with my ship right after they give him a pass for trying to save the correctional officer's life in that episode and imprisoning three other prisoners. They're like, look at you. These are trying times. So maybe we'll give you a pass on arresting you, Mm -hmm. but we're not helping you out of here. Mm -mm. And they play this little jingle. Like it's bad boys or something. When Dave (laughs) Filoni gets back in his X-wing and they fly away. 
So perfect. So they end up, they manage to fly, and they sort of limp off to the next episode, which is... Doors flapping and shit. Doors (laughs) flapping, stuff flying out, engines sparking. Um, This is also the first time, weird, that my girlfriend and I were watching this, and we saw it at the same time, how much the Razor Crest looks like Serenity. Mm, Yeah, the Firefly, or... The ship from Firefly. Yeah. Right, yeah. I never thought about it until now, but it's like... The engine position, the coloring, mm-hmm. the long tube. Sh- like, it's... I don't know why it took the ship getting the absolute shit beaten out of it for, <laughs> for it to... Sounds about right. To hit me, but... Uh, the episode ends with a final stinger, of course, where, you know, Frog Lady is snuggling up with her eggs for the, the long limp to the next planet, and Baby Yoda's just like, oh, man. And he just pops another fucking egg in his mouth. <laughs> Little <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm watching this episode. My girlfriend is like, oh, he's just going to like throw him up the next episode because it's going to be like, oh, the babies couldn't survive because it was too cold or whatever. But, you know, he was just keeping Mm-mm. them alive. Spoiler alert, that's not the case. <laughs> Baby Yoda just straight up ate those eggs and you got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and then she said it, the, the internet went nuts. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Apparently the internet got really fucking pissed off that Baby Yoda is a monster and was eating babies and stuff like that. Now, they didn't care if he ate a frog like the big frog or whatever that that was adorable but like yeah the the baby eggs yeah the internet did not like that very much nobody cares the... Anakin kills a bunch of kids nobody cares that Grand Moff Tarkin blew up a planet what about the... all those independent contractors on the Death Star 2 when it blew up nobody cares apparently what? the showrunner had to release a statement about it or something I didn't read what it was what? but I, he had to like address it because people were so pissed off what was so what what were they mad about the fact that baby that, Yoda's eating babies. That's it. Yeah, that's I mean, it. We eat, I eat eggs every morning. Yeah, they're not fertilized. You don't. You don't socialize with chickens like they're a sentient species, yeah. man. You're also not. You don't as adorable know that these chickens' Yoda. eggs Sorry. are the last of a line. Maybe if you put a beard on baby Yoda, it'd be the same. But it's oh, it's... yeah, that'd be fight. They wouldn't have said <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's right. They wouldn't have said you know nothing, little buddy. They'd have been, been like, scared. That makes I'm gonna sense. put a beard on him. Next there episode, he will have a fucking little. He'll have a little blaze defender beard on. Yeah. Okay. Won't you? Won't you? You will. Just, just shave Le- uh, Leia and just put that on his face. Yeah. <laughs> give her a little. Give me a little bit of mine. Yeah. Just trim it up a bit. It's fine. Yeah. Trim it up. But then we get to the next episode. Yay! And it's directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, Yay! who also directed an episode or two of the last season. She yeah. kills it. Yeah. She's fantastic. And uh, you want to know how you definitely know it's directed by a Howard? Because there's a sequence that's exactly like Apollo 13 at the beginning of this episode. Oh, where it's like slow drifting over the planet yep. or whatever? No, where it's like it's burning up going through the atmosphere. Oh, that. Yeah. The yeah, way yeah. the cuts are, it almost lines up perfectly mm-hmm. with Ron Howard's directing in Apollo 13. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's fucking around or not because he tends to do that quite a bit. But Jason said they have a Funko Pop of Baby Yoda with the egg tank coming out. That's true. Oh, geez. <laughs> Is it true? It. Oh, yeah. Probably. I already have a Baby Yoda Funko, so I'm like, how many do I need? But. I mean, but do I you have one with the egg tank? Can you can you take the eggs out and actually put one in its mouth? That would be something <laughs> I'd buy. I don't think so. <laughs> Funko yeah, Pops are not really known for their uh, posability. <laughs> yeah. Nah, well. I have the one of him oh, well. with the little bone broth cup. He's cute. He's just like, yeah. All right. All right so give us uh, give us this, uh, the breakdown of uh, Chapter 13. Dennis, you want to take this one? So 
we start off exactly where we left off last time as the ship is still going through space. It's not doing great. Doors are still flapping, engines still sparking, you know, it's barely limping along, but it finally gets towards the planet and Mando realizes it's going to be a rough ride, so strap in. And, you know, he sort of puts the ship horizontal, starts to go in the the docking area that is just constantly calling in like, "Hey, you're coming in too fast. Could you could you slow it down maybe? Hey, how about you chill?" <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "I'm busy right now." And manages to get to the point where he hovers right above the dock. And there's like this real sassy fucking, um, what the hell's the name of that race? Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari, who's just watching this whole thing unfold. And then all of a sudden the and engine goes rocking out. rocking a Penny sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. What is that? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. But uh, Mando almost does it perfectly. And then at the last second, the engine goes poof. And then it falls into the water. And that was fucking awesome. <laughs> Like, yeah. you think he's going to pull it out. You're like, yep. oh, yeah, Mandel's a fucking crack guy. He's ace. And then yeah. it's like, oh, shit. Yep. And then, so and then, then oh, J.C. Penny, uh, Mon, Mon Calamari's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so eventually they fish it out, and Mando pays J.C. Kamari to, like, fix the ship. And the guy's like, I mean... Which he should have known I, he was about to get fucked. Yeah, I can get it to fly. we'll talk about that. In yeah, a he's like, I can get it to fly. He's just like, all right, well, here's a thousand credits for whatever Which I that's guess worth. Is a lot. I don't know. I guess I don't know. Goes to the well. The, then there's a nice romantic, you know, reuniting of the frogs, and then Mando gets word to go to the bar to get more info. They have yep. some chowder. They they get hooked up with another guy who's just like, oh yeah, I could take you some Mando. Baby Yoda gets attacked by his own chowder. So, yeah, there's like so something in the let, chowder. I, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. So like, isn't it weird the alien references? Like you had those weird alien type eggs in the mm-hmm. chapter twelve. Oh yeah. And now this, when you get a fucking face hugger, mm-hmm. and it's like, see that's. I mean, when I heard, I'm, I'm almost positive it was Looper. Might have been Nerdist that ran that video. I was kind of like. And I like Jason. I do remember seeing like this species before. Now, like I wasn't. I don't think I seen all the episodes of Rebels, <laughs> so I definitely didn't see the creature in Rebels. Uh, not not to digress back to that fucking chapter twelve. Are you talking but, about the Quarians, like the squid guys? No, no, no. I'm talking about the the um, the spiders. The spiders. Because okay. you had the eggs that mm-hmm. looked alien like. Yeah. Now, when I say up. alien, I mean like the franchise. No, yeah, yeah. The really I mean, they opened up like the alien eggs. Yeah. Like they little open the same way, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you had this fucking face hugger type of squid in the chowder. And yeah. I was kind of like, mm-hmm. man, there's a fucking bunch of alien references going on. And then I went to look to see who directed the episodes and everything. I was like, oh, well. It's none of that. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I thought that was has, strange. Has Ridley Scott ever done TV? I don't think so. He's I don't too, think he has. He's doing TV now. Is he? What's he doing? He's doing uh, Race by Wolves. Is that really Scott? Is that really Scott? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I haven't watched it, but yeah, I've heard HBO good Max. things. Uh, yeah, it's got uh, the guy, Travis Kimmel, that played uh, Ragnar Rothbrook on uh, Vikings. He's the okay. lead. Uh, it's actually a really, Race by Wolves. Yeah. Uh, Jason's, oh, yeah, guy, right. Jason's watching. It's okay. fucking crazy. His first television project good. in 50 years. I think it, no. I <laughs> All think right. It's, well, I think it's ever. But no, I'm glad okay. to tell you're fucking wrong, Casey. That felt there good. Go. <laughs> one and one. Cheers, motherfucker. Oh. Look, Casey's mad as a motherfucker right now. You don't want to get His glasses just fogged up. I couldn't even one see his fucking tonight. eyes. We reset every week. Because oh. otherwise it would be way far away. 
Way far away. So for right now, it's one, one, one. Yeah. So um, he goes to basically a Quarian bar, and these guys, I don't think I've ever seen like a good guy Quarian. No. They were like on the side of the Confederacy during yeah. the like you know the Clone Wars and they're stuff. They were like, they're right up there with Count Dooku. They're always picking on the Mon Calamarians, and I'm just cool. like, fuck these guys. Like, of course they're gonna be pirates. And they have like, is it like a tentacle coming out of their mouth when they talk? They're like the, like I feel like they're like the Ood from Doctor Who. Oh, uh, maybe. A little bit. That's a reference Travis doesn't know. Yeah. They, they they're also like, a squid. Moving on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a squid people. Yeah. Um, so they, they get on the ship because these, these people tell them, oh, yeah, we could take you to Mandalorians. And the one guy who set them up is... It's like constantly trying to bug him about, hey, do you want to watch us? You gotta, you gotta see this thing eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just constantly. He says it over and over and over. If I was yeah. Mando, I'd be like, why is this guy so obsessed? And I'd already be like a little alert because he keeps talking about like, you want to watch it feed? You want to watch it feed? So they open up this cage and they start dumping fish in. And the guy's just prattling on about whatever. And then the dude just bops baby Yoda into <laughs> he like, the- He slap shots him in yeah. there. <laughs> And the thing comes up, looks like a big worm or some shit, and then just what was it, Casey? What was that creature? I don't know the name of it. Oh yeah, okay. Wow. It's like some kind of <laughs> maw. It's it's got I don't know. This is a worm, spiky worm. Some yeah, it's got spiky, a lot of teeth. It was spiky scary. Te- spiky teeth worm. Yeah, I was yeah. like this. Yeah, because Baby Yoda just got eaten. It's like, oh fuck! Yeah. How strong well, is that he, little leg of he his? Fucking, he, he cut him. He, he sheltered himself real quick in his little <laughs> battle egg or wherever the fuck yeah, it he, is. No, he's always on on the on the alert to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then Mando jumps in right after him. Then like, oh well, we'll just close the cage. And then Mando can't do anything as they beat the fuck out of him in the cage. Like he shroud him. Ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what could he do? He's literally like, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Uh, I guess it's not waterproof. So like the the helmet and all that stuff. So he literally just is like <laughs> constantly. Yeah. So then bad. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, three more Mandos show up, and start just what? taking all these people blue. to the task. Yes, they're wearing blue. And then they they break Mando out. They kill everybody else on the boat. One particular Mando jumps into the whatever that liquid. Sasha WWE Banks. Sasha Banks. Yes. Sasha Banks? Okay. And then pops back out with a busted Cos- Yoda egg. Costco, Costco ball, Costco ball. It's Costco something because I remember Costco. I'm like, I made a lawyer named Costco. It's fucking awesome. I didn't even know if they gave her a name. Or, yeah, well, I mean, in the she credits, might be named it, in the she might be named in the credits. Yeah, that's where I got her it. name in the show. Yeah. So they have their little introductory moment, and then yet again they take their damn helmets off, which yeah, immediately I knew puts Mando's Mando. Shit. He's like, what? Yep. What? what? Where'd you get that Whoa? armor? Yeah. And then it turns out that apparently Mando is part of a religious cult of Mandalorians that never take their helmets off and have a very strict code, whereas the rest of the Mandalorians, not so much with the strictness. So, seems no, like. so Casey, they, so they, they call it the Watch. They're saying mm-hmm. Mando was part of the zealot group called the Watch, yeah. uh, the which watch. is watch. short for Death Watch. Right. I, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And Bo-Katan was the leader of Death Watch. She was Correct. she was the second in command for a long time under Pre Vizsla, who okay. was John Favreau's character in Clone Wars. And then there's another guy called Vizsla who's the Mando who like kind of roughs up our Mando early on, where right. they like go knife to knife right in front of the armor. And she's like, "This is the way, boys." 
And they're like, all right, okay, cool. Now, Pre Vizsla was also the first Mandalorian inducted into the Jedi Order, correct? No. I, Who was that? I don't. That's that's like ancient times. Yeah. Pre, Pre Vizsla is a Clone Wars era guy. Okay. He's the guy who was wielding the dark saber at the at the time of the Clone Wars. But he got you know. So quick Clone Wars timeline for you. Yeah, do that. Mandalorian is under sort of a peaceful, pacifistic rule by a woman named Satine Kreese, the Duchess of Mandalore. While all the Mandalorian types that we know and love, the cool armor, Boba Fett-looking people, are, have been exiled to the moon. And they're, they've organized themselves as a group called Death Watch, which adheres to like classic Mandalorian values of wartime and armaments and what have you. They're led by a guy named Pre Vizsla who wields the Darksaber, which was an ancient Mandalorian weapon that's basically just a lightsaber that they used to fight the Jedi way back in the day. Can I stop you real quick? Shoot. All right. It was Tar Vizsla was the first Mandalorian inducted into the Jedi Order. Um, According to the legend, he created the Darksaber. Darksaber, yeah. So it was made for a Jedi. It was just a Mandalorian Jedi. Right. Is that canon or is that... Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a Wikipedia. Uh, that might, well, listen, it might be a Legends article. You don't know, but you're uh, either way. Either way, it's a it's an ancient Mandalorian weapon designed either by or for the fighting of other lightsabers. Mm-hmm. So it's also used as a, a symbol of Mandalorian leadership, kind yeah. of like whoso wields the power. You know, like yeah, a Lord of the Rings sword. He also Terra also ruled Mandalore as well. I don't know okay. what at what point of the timeline, but mm-hmm. it says he did. So old Republic era, like yeah. way yeah. old. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it says so, that. So Bo-Katan Kreese is the sister of Satine Kreese, the Duchess, and she is Previsla's second in command. They sort of do a coup with the help of Darth Maul, that ultimately ends with Death Watch maintaining control of the planet, but Darth Maul kills Previsla and takes over. But then he loses control, and then the Empire kind of moves in at the age of the Empire, and the Mandalorians are kind of like, well, this sucks. We don't want to be occupied by another force. Like, we just took it back 20 years ago. Um, And eventually, they liberate Mandalore in the Rebels cartoon. Um, Hey, uh, Casey, it says here, Tara Vizsla first appeared in a flashback episode, Trails of the Darksaber, in the 15th episode of the third season of Rebels. Okay. So, must be canon, I guess. It must be canon. I forgot. I only re- I haven't watched Clone Wars in a long time. I can I get one re- on that? Can I get one on that? Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you, you a half can one. Get, I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't being contentious. Yes! It wasn't oh, yes! really being wrong. He just said, I'm not sure if it's the canon. The force is strong in me today! <laughs> it's whiskey is what it is. I just I don't want to take it away from him at this point. <laughs> so I love telling you that you're wrong, Travis. <laughs> Mandalore I'm not is trying to planet. be contentious. All right, okay. <laughs> Mandalore has been a planet that's sort of been in like we're peaceful, but then we're in conflict, and then there's peace, but now there's conflict yeah. for like a period of like thirty years, and eventually it gets to the point, which you know we see at the end of the. At the end of Clone Wars season seven, like there's a break there and then it picks up in Rebels and there's that gap of time in the Imperial era where whatever happened with Moff Gideon, the Empire absolutely raised 
Mandalore to where it's like a nuclear wasteland kind yeah. of deal where even Din Djarin thinks that the planet's cursed and we can never return. Mm-hmm. Um, but last we saw Bo-Katan was the wielder of the Darksaber and now we know Moff Gideon has it. So whatever happened in that time frame, she fought in that great schism with Moff Gideon and she lost control of the Darksaber to him. Which I'm and sure. And that's what she's looking for in this episode. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. brings me to my point. <clears throat> well, and I think, you know, we talked at, in depth about this last uh, last episode um, of the Mono Monologues where we talked about where this season could be going. Like, we had no fucking clue. You know what I mean? Right. Is it going to be about Boba? You know, what's it going to be? And I think this episode clearly demonstrates that it's going to be about this journey of to getting not only maybe the child to her, her his people, but to getting the dark saber and yeah. you know is it going to be uh bo-katan that leads leads them or is it going to be Someone dark else? you think oh okay you know what i mean like i think they've kind of set that up to where because okay the, the mandalore mandalore and you may have said this in your in your breakdown, Casey. Um, my lightning fast history. Yeah, no, but it was good. <laughs> I mean, that's that's good because that's that's a lot. Of, I mean, it's still confusing. I mean, even you know, for, for me and Dennis, that we we've heard it, but like, there's I just get a lot. About there's just time. a lot that goes on. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm a lot talking, that goes on, right? Yeah. There's it's over the course of six seasons of a television show, right? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, but like Mandalore, um, I mean, the show is called The Mandalorian. You know what I mean? It's kind of like mm-hmm. it's. I don't know if it's a foreshadowing of anything that no, this guy is going to be you had the to leader. Get there eventually, huh? You had to get there eventually, right? Yeah. So you know, I think it's. Um, I think it's cool that you know we you know after the last episode too, which was fine. Again, we, again, we said that, but this episode here, you know, we I think we have a clear picture of what the rest of the season looks like. Yeah, this was definitely a heavy plot one, as opposed yeah. to. The last one, which again felt like filler, which is strange for like such a, a short season to have mm-hmm. filler. But I mean, I, I guess they didn't want to just gloss over a travel. I mean, yeah, as a D and D guy, there's always a travel episode. So right, get them from point A to point B. So the, well, how did y'all feel about? The, I, I was really pissed off at at, at uh, Bo-Katan when she changed the deal. Oh yeah, I was. Well, I, was I was like. Mad. I yeah. was like, are they going to do, are they going to say the line? I hope they don't say the line. I've, and they didn't. And I was happy deal. that they Pray didn't. Oh, yeah. I was like, don't say it. Please don't yeah, say I it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't. Call, the call was, back to Lando? Yeah. 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 But they didn't. Well, hold on, though, because Bo-Katan is played in live action by Katie Sackhoff. Right. Who also mm-hmm. voiced her in the Clone Wars. Oh, Every appearance that. and Rebels. Which is cool, but she's also not the first character to sort of make the transition from animated to live action. Mm -hmm. But she is, if you consider that it's just the same actress the whole time. Saw Gerrera from Rogue One Mm -hmm. was in episodes of Clone Wars previously. And Chopper, the droid from Rebels, shows up in Rogue One as well. Mm. But this is, I mean, since it's Katie Sackhoff all the way through, which is great. And she looks great. And everything about it is great. Um that's a real landmark. I, I mean, I, they tease at the end of the episode. Well, we'll get there. But another character who starts in, you know, Clone Wars, the TV show, is an animated character and is going to be portrayed in live action. Bo-Katan takes them. There's a heist now. We finally get another heist. It's not on a train, but I know it's coming. Yeah, sure. I love a heist where the Mandalorians are, are like, hey, I know where to 
get the Jedi, that's what you're looking for. You got to drop off this kid, right? Because you're in some kind of like crazy Jehovah's Witness version of our religion or whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. cool, Mando. Like, all right, great. Um, they have a heist on an on an Imperial remnant vessel to get a bunch of supplies that are allegedly stolen from Mandalore previously or whatever, even if they're not there to help the effort on reclaiming yeah, Mandalore in yeah. some way. And we get Bosch as as an Imperial captain. Bosch. Mm. Haven't seen that show? Yeah. Now, I recognize okay. him from uh, Super, uh, Supernatural, I believe. You might also yeah. recognize him from Lost. I think he played the War. In, he's the man in black in Lost. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, I've never seen Lost. Okay, yeah. The smoke monster is an Imperial captain. You can't do better than no. a better bad guy than that. There you go. Um, <laughs> that whole sequence was a little walk. Well, especially the cargo area where we've already talked about a little bit. Because yeah. why weren't all those stormtroopers just using the better guns that were locked up? They were just using their standard issue stuff. And then good later question. on, it seemed like they were like the other, those stormtroopers were using the good stuff. So it's like, well, why you had all these guns? Why wouldn't you use those? I mean, there's I'm only four intruders, you know, maybe they thought they could handle it. <laughs> well, I and I think it's funny that this is the second time now that they've poked fun at the stormtroopers shooting. You know, in yeah. the first season we had the two that were target shooting and couldn't hit yep. shit. And yeah. then even, I think it was uh, maybe <laughs> Sasha Banks only line where she says, and they can't hit the broadside of a barn. <laughs> and I was like, fucking, she's goddamn talented. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was, I, I thought, you know, anytime they poke fun at the stormtroopers, so it doesn't make any difference. They could have they were, the listen, best firearm if, ever made, and they wouldn't. Even if they them. weren't, you know, using the best stuff, they were doing work. The guys at the end of that, that, that last hallway where they had yeah. to take the bridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were nailing Mando. Yeah, oh, yeah he was they, taking a beating. Where yeah, the hell did they pick them. these guys up? Where, yeah. where were they all these years? That's why they're at the end. Those are the only good ones they have. they got to put them at the end. Yeah. Everything else is cannon fodder. And they're like, well, oh, especially when a guy's got Beskar on and they know that, you know, he can't be hurt. So, <laughs> yeah. As you might expect, there's like a ton of quips this episode to keep it sort of lighthearted. But it gets pretty serious when, you know, the cat the captain of this vessel calls moff gideon he's like listen they've taken everything but the bridge uh we need immediate reinforcements before we rejoin the fleet and he's like yeah about that uh long <laughs> nah. live the empire go down with that my friend yeah well and he also knew that with you know who was taking the ship over they yeah. were fucked if it was any yeah. other band and he might not have done that yeah but knowing that it was you know <clears throat> For Mandalorians. The Mandalorians, he was like, yeah, yeah I know. I, I got history with these motherfuckers. You're done. Like, mm -hmm. no no reinforcements going to get there in time, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, Isis is two guys, man in the helm, and he just tries to push that thing right in the water. Yeah. And when they make it to him, and this is great, yeah. Star Wars now has suicide capsules. Yes. Yeah. Old school <laughs> James Bond suicide capsules. You'll never take me alive. Bites tooth gets electrocuted. That was that was I love that. <laughs> Every, a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, "Man, well, that was some fucking bullshit." I'm like, "No way, dude. That was awesome." Yeah. It's nice. It's nice to see an Imperial captain who's not like a spineless, like yeah. ambitious, very like, cold, or calculating. Yeah, like this dude was a total pro. Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. 
the guy yeah, in the cargo the two hold. pilots like look he, at each other. Yeah, he sucked. Yeah. And then he like shoots them in both in the back. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh shit. And just sort of just pushes them out of the way. He's yeah. like, dude, he was gangster all the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Should've kept him around. You know, that that guy was good. Yeah. The cargo hold is is the stereotypical like, yeah, close the doors, close the doors sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, this guy was the quintessential like hard nosed by the book this is what we're doing like yeah. this is this is like uh closer to the the nazi sort of thing that the imperial soldiers were first like um sort of based off of kind of right thing. and and then we get our next little easter egg i guess because they have a parting of the ways and they say oh yeah there's a jedi you can go find her name is ahsoka tano tell her i sent you on this planet and i was like yeah. oh okay so it is Ahsoka. Yeah. And so many casual fans are just like, who? Who? Like, yeah, what? What's that mean? Huh? Well, you know, I did, we talked about this last episode. Like, you know, was she going to make an appearance? When was she going to make an appearance? Was yeah. Jet? How were Jedi going to be introduced? You know, were Jedi going to be? Were we going to see Jedi this season? You know, yeah. we really didn't know. And, and in this one episode, we got a lot of answers to a lot of the questions we asked each other last last show. Um, yeah, Ahsoka Tano's coming, so we get to see finally a live-action version of her. Probably not in the next episode, though. No, because yeah. because why, Casey? I'll let you do it. Because Dave Filoni's writing the episode after the next one. Five. He's Ahsoka, writing episode five. So. Ahsoka's his baby. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it won't be this episode. I, I got a feeling like this is how the series is going to go. Great episode, shit. Filler. Great episode, shit. Filler. Great episode, shit. And then, like, this, so tomorrow or Friday's episode's going to be, ah, it's a train heist. Yeah, it's gay. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want my train heist. Hey, you like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's, it's time. so bad. Uh, but then, you know. <laughs> they, they will run out of tropes eventually. They won't. And they will fully embrace the Western. They won't. There needs to be a train heist. Just a train going like a hover train and then they're on speeder bikes on both sides and they're like oh come on i'm ready oh it's, it'd be I'm awesome so ready it would be awesome but be i don't awesome. see why like it, it makes no sense <laughs> there will always be there's listen they will make a reason to make it happen i know okay. it so okay uh the eggs from the lizards were actually stolen by some bandits and because they know they're worth money and they're putting them on a train to get them to yeah. here to there so the lizard go back to Mando, and hey, you got to get our babies back again. Yeah. Listen, well, there's, already, there's fishing boats. Why aren't these like land speeders, but for water? They're like actual normal ass fishing boats. Boats. Yeah. There can did, be normal did you trains. All, did, you don't did you all know. Find Not everybody weird. needs to fly. Did y'all find it weird that there was like regular fish? It was they were feeding that monster. Because I was I mean, like, are yeah. those just like fish? Yeah, that is <laughs> like, weird. They don't have, like, six fins and two tails. I mean, like... I didn't get a good look at them, to be honest. Huh? I didn't get a good look at them, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you really don't. But, I mean, they looked at first glance. They look like standard-shaped fish, yeah. 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 I mean, the little octopus in, you know, Baby Yoda's soup kind of looked normal, too. But The squid monster? Yeah, the little... The face hugger? Yeah. Mama craw or whatever was in the center of the thing. Anyway... So, so they're they're setting up for Ahsoka, and the the internet speculation wheel is going crazy. Where mm. when he does meet her, she's gonna do that thing like Luke in Last Jedi, where she just takes Baby Yoda and just whoop yeet. 
right over the shoulder. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm no Jedi. I can't train this thing. But, and here's my theory. She will actually call him Baby Yoda in the show. Ah, okay. Like Hot all take. promotional material and stuff and all the interviews, they do not say Baby Yoda. They Nella called the child. explicitly refer to him the as child. the child. Yep. All the merchandise. She's met Yoda before. She's met Yoda. She's yeah. probably the only person that's like alive who knows who he is. Yeah. So oh, Luke's alive. Well, I was going to say Luke's alive still. Luke's still alive. But yeah. Who will show up in this show? We're not going to get young Luke in this show. It's true. Not happening. No. That'd be great I, if I don't, we got Mark. I don't want to see some weird reduced age CGI Captain America type, <laughs> you know, Mark. Yeah, Hamill that'd be this. bad. But so, uh, so what do you all think yeah. about, like, as far as like Boba's storyline going forward? Will it intermingle know. with this or is it going to be something that we may not even see till maybe the season finale? And maybe we'll run into him next start week. A new I want line. him to be a rec- yeah. Maybe we'll run into him next week since they have to have something in the middle. Yeah, Could maybe be. we'll get some Cara Dune or something. Because I'm I feel like Mando has to get his ship uh better more fixed than what he got from or, uh, or a new ship. JC Calamari, yeah. like JC just uh, Calamari. He's got, just, fishing, ah, fishing he's got fishing fishing twine holding it together. Fishing nets in it and shit. Like, what the fuck? Did the guy build a <laughs> nest in there? Dude, like, I'll tell you what. Like, you know, Mando walks around and, like, just because he's got the fucking dope armor and everybody knows he's Mandalorian, people shit themselves. Mm-hmm. And, like, this dude was like, he was like, it's all I get for a thousand credits. And he's like, <laughs> like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's all you get, bitch. Take your little Move squishy on. puck money. I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, take you and your little green slimy fucker and get the fuck And he doesn't here. even say anything. He just slides the pad over, like, just sign here, please. Just sign here, yep. dude. I've already got your cash. Beat it, dude. He was mm-hmm. kind of gang. J.C. JC Calamari kind of gangster. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. He looked like he gave no shits at all about it. He was just like, the fuck. Yeah. Like, I've been like, don't shoot me in the face. You know what I mean? He's he like, had to to charge him for, he had to charge him for fishing him out of the, the ocean, man. Yeah, did he? That, yeah, did he do that? Well, probably. Or was that just the doc did that? I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of a fee involved, and you know, maybe those credits only go so far when it's like, oh, you need me to fish you out and fix your ship. Well, maybe if you landed properly, I <laughs> sure. might be able to. Cranes do a are something. expensive too. You yeah, it's just... made out of an old ATAT. They Which, really are. They're... So that that led me to a, a thought that I had. Do you think that there is a chance this season, or maybe? Yeah, it'd probably be this season where that ship goes the way of the dodo, and he needs to get a different ship. I hope man. not, because that ship's in a, rough fucking shape. They just did I, a Kickstarter for man. the Lego version of that ship, so those guys <laughs> are gonna be like, it's like the Millennium Falcon. Look at all the shit the Millennium Falcon went through. I mean, you didn't want to see the Millennium, Millennium Falcon go away. It's I don't know. Like the Millennium Falcon character. wasn't even that beat up after Solo, yeah. and it got a whole chunk carved out of it. Yeah, I, I want him to keep the Razor Crest. Just get yeah. the motherfucker fixed. Gets new paint on that motherfucker. Yeah, but when he like hyper speeds away, pieces are flying I off. Know, still, it's awesome. <laughs> so it's that like, is very villains. that is, and that like at the end when that happens, mm-hmm. that was an actual scene from Firefly. Like when oh, Katie yeah. was fixing the ship, and he's like, they it flies off, and something flies off of it, and Mal goes, "Was that was that our ship?" And she was like. <laughs> 
yeah, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> yep. you know, there is definitely some, some Firefly references. Uh, oh, Jason definitely. says. I mean, that's that's your classic Space Western TV show. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah All we need sure. is some people, like, sprinkling Chinese every other word. I wouldn't even be mad it. at a reboot at that. Like, if they tried to reboot that, I'd be fucking fine with it because it, they gave us a season. We were yeah. lucky to get what we got out of that show. And Nathan Fillion but... said it'll never happen. Yeah. And that's why they made the movie, so they could tie everything up. No, I'm not saying – I'm saying a reboot. I'm not saying bring it but back re- because oh. you, you're not, oh, okay. not going to get those characters again, those people to play that play those parts. For one thing, a lot of them are too, too old. Yeah. Uh, now, I would watch it, don't get me wrong, if they yeah. did a reunion show or br- try to bring them back. But, yeah. I mean, like a reboot with a new mile and everybody, but – I don't know if it'll work. I mean, uh, I don't know. To, I don't either. You'd have to have a really good cast because – Fantastic off cast. A ton of people if you fuck that up. That, yeah. you so, so really quick, one. I want to get to Jason's point because uh, he says, I thought Ahsoka Tano was considered a great Jet at this point. I know, and Casey probably does too, Dave Filoni – does not consider Grey Jedi canon whatsoever. Like I've heard him say it on a podcast. Yeah. Like there, if you're there, not, he goes, if you're he, not people in the quit order. giving us Grey Jedi theories about the new movie because mm-hmm. there is no such thing as Grey Jedi. And oh, I was why? like, really? Okay. Yeah. So Grey Jedi like makes the most sense to me. Uh, of course. Yeah. Like, why agree, is this not totally like a wider thing? <laughs> But I, I mean, mean, I I don't know. I it was it, I mean, Great Jedi ha- were never mentioned in Rebels or I, I don't know. They're they're purely like a Legends term now, right? But right. But in the context of Legends, you know, it was used to refer to somebody, even like Qui Gon, who's not above like using the Force to his own ends. Like ultimately, Qui Gon is a benevolent person, but like he'll fucking he'll cheat at dice, like. <laughs> You know, if it if it means like liberating a slave or something. Sure. You know? I mean, he did it in the in the uh, in the prequels. Animus, yeah. yeah. I mean, the mind trick in and of itself is like a. It's really not a Jedi move. I wouldn't think. Like, no matter how but you they manipulating do a, a, yeah. a weak mind. I mean, it's yeah. pretty shitty. You think about it. It's yeah. really not great. Like like okay, Obi Wan. Like this guy is just trying to sell you some death sticks. Like you could fucking smoke him if you got him. Like you don't need to send him home to rethink his life. He's trying to send his kids to space college. Yeah, come on. Oh, Obi Wan, you're gonna shake a guy down for reselling cigarettes? Yeah, it's a good look, buddy, for an intergalactic peacekeeper. Yeah. Why don't you kneel on his neck? Jesus. <laughs> God. People say Obi Wan's the greatest Jedi. Fuck that guy. You like Obi Wan? No. A J A J A B. All Jedi are bastards. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> so you're not you're not gonna do the Obi Wan show with me and Dennis? Oh hell yeah! I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> I was gonna Obi-Wan. say he's making. But we have to open every episode with hello there. Yes, hello because there. how could hello we not? It's true. Um, it's fair point. No, but yeah, the the concept of a of a gray Jedi or sort of like someone who who believes in the Force but doesn't follow either path. Well, they believe in balance. Yeah, sort of. I, I mean, it's it's balance, but it's also you know, Ahsoka's whole bag is why does she leave the Jedi Order? Because she was framed for a bombing, and the Council just gave up on her. Which you know, I understand. Like, why yeah. would you want to be a part of something that doesn't believe in you? Right. It makes sense. I mean, Travis, you're a firefighter, so you obviously understand the concept of brotherhood, right? You know, why would you go into a burning building if you didn't think that your brothers had your back? That's right. 
you know yep. it's it's stupid and it's suicide you would never do it i mean right. yeah you want to go out there your your job is to go out there and save lives but like you're not alone in this right and, and, and a, if you do feel like you're alone it doesn't it doesn't deter you from wanting to do the right thing but now right. you're rethinking your purpose in that organization which is exactly what you know what she did so ahsoka like pieces out on the jedi order she's like fuck you fuck you fuck you you're cool fuck you nice reference (laughs) thanks you know then she gets her own novel which if you haven't read you know it's she has a couple of solid adventures and she encounters a sith inquisitor who not only does she beat in a lightsaber fight but she does something we've never seen in star wars before she purifies his sith crystals right right now you and i have seen in the darth vader comic how vader takes the crystal of a jedi and bleeds it kyber crystals right yeah Mm -hmm. which is way cool but you can apparently do that backwards where you purify the crystals and they become white and she Hmm. does that that's why her lightsabers are white and rebels oh yeah and then she becomes fulcrum like sort of like an intelligence broker that works for you know the rebel alliance and we see her over the course of Rebels where, you know, she meets up with Rex again. She has an encounter with Darth Vader. She gets pulled through time. And the epilogue of that show is like, oh, she was, you know, involved in the Rebels up through the Battle of Endor. And then, like, she went to go. She went off with Sabine Wren to go find Ezra. And which is Grand another Admiral which Thrawn. is another Mandalorian. Right. That we may see. We may see her. I, I hope so. Yeah, I do too. But they, the last we've heard of them is they go off to try and find Ezra at like the edge of the galaxy or whatever. Which he, is another like, Jedi that was yeah. expelled after Order 66. Yeah. he. Well, he's he's just a kid on Lothal, but he was trained by Kanan Jarrus, who is a Jedi who escaped Order 66. There's no, a he, lot. Was, so Ezra was... Did he, he never went through the trials then. No, he's, he's yeah. just So he was still Padawan, that, basically. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. No, not even. He's like he's just some a youngling. Kid. No, he's born after the Clone Wars already over. Okay. Kanan is the is the Jedi who escapes Order Sixty Six. Gotcha. He finds Ezra. He teaches and him. Train, and he teaches him. Gotcha. Until he dies, everybody dies. All masters die. It's just they just die on it's you. And they, they do. That's it. That's all it's they what do. They do, man. You should just retire before you ever get to that point. You know. Yeah. You get a At lightsaber of- stuck in you, you just evaporate. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Sorry, Qui-Gon. Got to kill this Lord on my own. Thanks for training me. I guess I got to train this kid that you believed in. He won't end up <laughs> fucked. <laughs> so that's the last time we saw Ahsoka was she was banking on traveling to the end of the universe to find this guy. And apparently she has made her home on a known planet, according to Bo-Katan, who fought alongside right. her in the Clone Wars and the Liberation <laughs> of Mandalore and like a whole bunch of times. They're classic war buddies. So, so what do we, I mean, so we, we, we know this, there's going to be, you know, a, a, a journey or, um, you know, a challenge to get the, the dark saber back from Moff Gideon. Oh, yeah. Is it going to be, are we, are we looking at war? Are we looking at Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Cara Dune, you know, all the, all the allies that he has gained through this time and they're going to assault or lay a trap, you know, like, or well, apparently, apparently there's a fleet of imperial remnant like they're still yeah. organized yeah, I was gonna say, yeah um that's what i'm saying so i mean how i mean how are they going to go about um unifying getting getting possession of the dark saber well, a pro- probably and B, similar. Have to unify, because because to get the dark saber and actually be 
uh, the leader of the Mandalorians, it has to be trial by combat, correct? Yeah. Well, I don't think Moff Gideon gives a shit. No. Oh, no, no. He don't give a shit about like, that. Yeah. I don't think he can. But, I mean, we know who does. I think, Bo- listen, I think Bo-Katan is ready to throw hands with this guy, period. Oh, for sure. But I don't think, like. I don't think, I think it's think Bo-Katan that gets it. I, really? No. I think Mando gets it. I think Mando. I think Mando is going to be the one that challenges Moff Gideon for it. Okay. I, I mean, that's. I mean, if there's a hot take, I guess that's my hot take. I don't know if that's really a hot take. I mean, the guy is our protagonist. Exactly, and the True, show you know? is called The Mandalorian. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, it could be. Again, we still have this other plot line that we thought last episode, or I did at least, was going to be pretty major in this show is getting the child back to his people. Mm-hmm. Now, we still have to have that. Now, is getting it to Ahsoka going to be that? I feel like Ahsoka is a stepping stone that's going to be like, nah, brah, this is what you got to do. And then Yeah, I don't, I don't see Ahsoka thing. taking this baby and training it. <laughs> no. I don't see that. Do you, I don't Casey? think she wants that. Well, you know, it's it's hard to say, right? Yeah, because of course. We're speculating. We're in speculation yeah, town I at talk, this point. I talked to a buddy of mine who has his Star Wars knowledge eclipses mine, especially when it comes to the new I don't canon. believe that, but go ahead. But hold on. I, I clarified <laughs> the new canon. Oh, uh, fuck him, man. <laughs> We're retconning all that bullshit anyway, so. Yeah, right. We'll see. Right, I know, right? Yeah, Wishful you don't, thinking. You don't, you don't buy something for four billion dollars to start it over and then start it over a second. Why not? I, I you guess. make money. I I don't know. You're gonna make money no matter what you do, yeah, so it's listen, win-win, honestly. Yeah, I, you can literally just keep you, rebooting it till you get it right, you, and you can, still you come can and see. Still it. get you still keep old fans because we went through Ryan Johnson, so we'll do fucking anything for the goddamn franchise. Hold on, and right. then you'll get new. To fans. Ryan Johnson's credit, Last Jedi is not worse than Rise of Skywalker. They're both bad. No. Casey, you can keep talking. I've muted your mic because uh, you've lost on, all credibility listen. on this show. So, guys, welcome to the... Ma- <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't mute your mic. I'm just playing. Get out of... Come on. Rise of Skywalker. I was ready to walk out of that movie. It was so I, I didn't care about Rise of Skywalker because I was so pissed off yes. from Last Jedi. Yes. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. it's softened that is the blow. a very good... <laughs> yeah, how bad I it was? didn't care. I didn't I care. Like, Whatever they do, I don't care. I didn't care. I was like, meh, the whole time. Okay. I didn't. I, didn't yeah, I, mean, I mean, everything like, they last... did, I was like, "This is dumb," and "This is dumb," but I don't have the energy to get mad but at it because I, also I spent knew in three my hours head, yelling about the last one. I also yeah. knew in my head that he Abrams was trying to retcon and try to still make a cohesive story out of the turd that he had to build off of. He had to retcon the retcon. Which he had to retcon like, the retcon of the retcon. We're, let's we're, get, we're getting off base. Okay, anyways, fine. we hate the last two movies. <laughs> yes, uh, fine. Yes, that's established. Welcome first to one, so 90 percent of Star Wars. I hate everything Star. Why are we doing a show about Star Wars? I hate Star show. Wars. They ruined Star Wars. Um, no. So my buddy's theory is that Baby Yoda will be like the football that gets passed off to whoever gets a spinoff. So we'll always have the child on TV. That's fucking funny. He may not be in the Mandalorian I anymore. I do like that because he's transitioning into the Ahsoka spinoff. I do like that. Right, it's pretty good. So I, if if they really have spinoffs like in the works planned, because I've heard they've got a Boba Fett spinoff <clears throat> plan. Like we know Obi Wan is in pre production. Like fine, they've had rumors of an Ahsoka spinoff. 
as long as the child is on TV, they will never lose their beloved golden calf of merchandising. So he could leave the show if only to just be in another show, which so, makes me think like, sure, Ahsoka could take him. Dude, this season, this season of Mando is just pilot season. It's straight up pilot season. You've got Boba Fett in one episode. You've got Bo-Katan in another episode. You're, right. You're going to have Ahsoka Tano in another I know. episode. So what you, what, if they what, put what fucking do? Darth Maul in this show, I'm going to shit my pants. What? Oh, and, and I as well. I will, we'll have a double shit <laughs> I mean, he's on dead. Twitch. He's because... already dead at this point. Let's I just say, I thought he's I, dead by now. I know that he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but what? So what are we going to do in Mando season three? Right. I mean, we're running out. We'll run out of guest appearances. I want Boba Fett as a lingering arch nemesis. I think it would be a waste to have him in and done in one. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree to that too. I just I don't see. I I feel like this this whole lone wolf and cub um, thing that they've got going on this show. I think that is at heart the essence of the show. Yeah. So you get rid of one of that, you don't have that no more. So I, I, I. I mean, it's a great theory. I, I I think it's I think it's a great theory. Um, I mean, the first episode before he got the cub was still cool because he's yeah. a cool character doing it, cool yeah. stuff in Star Wars. And there's episodes where Baby Yoda won't takes have the backseat for the whole thing, like the prison yeah. episode. Sure, <clears throat> Baby oh, yeah. Yoda's barely in it. Well, sure. and, and I think this season, I mean, other than him eating the eggs and getting a little bit of screen, like they have kind of put Baby Yoda to the, to the to the background. Yeah. Um, you know, which which is fine. I mean, fuck, he's a fucking little kid. I mean, he really ain't a whole lot he can do. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he does use the force and shit, which we haven't seen any of that again. So, you know, I, and I'm not saying they're transitioning away from him. I'm not saying that. I just think, yeah. like, case to Casey's point, they've got all these other fucking cool characters that they're introducing. There's a thousand ways they could go in season three and four, and I'm sure they've already got that figured out. Uh, on theories, uh, I read one about the reason the reason okay so this is what it is in a nutshell the the reason that the empire wants baby yoda back is because he is a clone okay they actually got it right with him and made a force sensitive clone which is in turn going to help palpatine create snoke do you see what I'm saying? Wait. Because remember in the in the the last movie, they had all them tubes, the test tubes that were iterations of Snoke, but they were failed, and they actually got Snoke right, and that's right. you know what I'm saying? The, the tube of Snoke. The Snoke. The tube of Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but that's the reason they want baby Yodas, because they've actually cloned a force sense that they actually have a force sense of clone, and it's on its way. To Palpatine in the dark regions. Okay. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying it's a theory, but I thought it was interesting. I was like, hey, I kind of like that. Does that check out with with what we know about Snoke and how long he's been in the universe? Right. Uh, I don't know shit about him, anyways. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't. We we know literally. I feel like the only other thing we've ever seen about him is in the the terrible Ben Solo origin comic, but that's like, Mm. it's still like. 20, that's like 15 years from where we are now right i don't i don't think snoke's been around for 100 years no Mm-mm. you know what i mean so i think he's yeah. relatively new uh which 
you know, it, it, I mean, time-wise, for what we know and can speculate on, I think it tracks. I think the theory – I think it has some legs. Not saying that's why they want him. Sure. They obviously want him for – that could be a multitude of reasons. But I thought yeah. that was an interesting take. Like, you know, it's for Palpatine. That's the reason that we still have this remnant of the Empire around. That's who Moff Gideon is actually still working for is Palpatine and he's taking his orders from Palpatine from the dark region. And now the, the main thing is getting this force sensitive child to Palpatine so he can resurrect, you know, that would change that. I feel I like the idea, but I feel Mm. like it changes so much because if that's the case, how does the first order not know that Palpatine is coming back? Cause they're blindsided by it in rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Well, I think you have you have a figurehead like Moff Gideon, who's giving his subordinates orders because he may be the highest ranking. He's got the dark saber, all that's yet to play out. How we you know figured how he got that, which it gives you some street cred. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, and yeah. then you know Moff and maybe a, a handful of other uh, high ranking officials know about Palpatine. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how Palpatine works anyway. He works in you know, in the military, they come splinter cells. Like they little little sub cells that really don't know about each other. You know what I mean? Like Moff may think he's the only dude, but Palpatine's got three other admirals doing the same shit across the universe, and nobody yeah. knows about each other other than Palpatine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he's it's plausible deniability. He can you know, if Moff spills the beans, he's only going to spill it to so many people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, I, again, theory, speculation town. I like, oh, sure. I always think, it's, especially part of the Star Wars universe. Listen, the the I always clone think thing it's holds because that, that dorky scientist from, you know, who was hanging out with Werner Herzog yeah. has the Camino logo on his own. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's, yeah, I forgot about there. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good point. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, you know, he was, um, he was very apprehensive about, like, working with the Empire, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think he wanted to, and I think he wanted the child to escape. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, from what I remember that episode, like, he wasn't, like, he knew they was going to do bad shit with this kid. Oh, yeah. He didn't want him harmed. Yeah. No, he didn't want him harmed. Right, exactly. Well, you know, if he's a cloner, I'm sure they don't look at him as clones. They probably look at him as, you know, people that they've created. I don't know. Fuck, I'm yeah. speculating there too. Yeah. But, you know, we all thought, and I didn't know why they wanted him. He's a fucking Force-sensitive kid that, you know, uh, that could be just as good as bad, right? And we've even yeah. seen Baby Yoda, like, wasn't he choking? Was it Kara? He, he was Cara choking? Dune, yeah, because they were doing, like, an arm wrestling contest. And, he didn't like and that and shit. And was losing? No. <laughs> and no so, went, you know, I thought that was a pretty good scene as far as, like, not saying Baby Yoda isn't inherently good, but it's like he could be swayed to the dark oh, yeah. side. You know what yeah. I mean? Anybody could. It's yeah. super yeah, easy. Sure. In fact, I feel like it's way easier to sway somebody to the dark oh, side. Oh yeah, than absolutely. Back to the much oh, yeah. easier path. Wasn't sure. there a um a thing where Yoda was taught? Was it Count Dooku? And Dooku got a glimpse of what it would be like if Yoda went dark side for like a millisecond. And basically like the entire universe was completely fucked because of how ridiculously powerful what, dark side What was that Yoda from? Was. I don't know. I forget what it was from. I'd have to look it up. But I'd love it to might have been that. a comic or a side story where they said that Dooku 
like Yoda basically thought about what it would be like to go dark side. And that's the closest he ever got was to just give it the thought of like, what would it be like? And, and Dooku saw it. And they, apparently he was completely terrified. Shit himself. Yeah. Because it was like, it was like Sidious was a choir boy compared Mm. to what dark side Yoda imagine. Yeah. I mean, maybe the greatest Sith Lord ever. Yeah. I'd he love this. Like, he how would you like even to have done a what Rule if? Two? He would have just, just wrecked. How house would you like to have a what if shift. series of? You know, Marvel should do that. A what if series of Star Wars tales. Oh well, sure. that'd be awesome. They've done it. Well, not Marvel, but it's been done. Yeah, I want Marvel to do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because those I know it's stories you're talking about, and they weren't good. Star Wars Infinities. Well, was that what it one was? Of them, one of them is good. Which oh, one? it's non-canon. Yeah, it's non-canon. Well, it was non-canon back then, but yeah. What I mean, well, what was the one story so, you're thinking of? So it's uh, um, it's Yoda's new- clash with the dark side. It was a 2004 Star Wars uh, Yoda Dark Rendezvous, which is expanded universe non-canonical. In the book, Dooku lured Yoda to a secret meeting during the Clone Wars, and here he hoped he could turn Master Yoda to the dark side, and that's where he apparently found out about that. And what book was that? It was called Yoda Dark Rendezvous. Star Wars Yoda Dash Dark Rendezvous. I have that. Do you? Yes. Okay. You I dude, I've it? got a shit ton of the expanded universe novels. Like in a What happened it. next though was a horrifying vision that Doku couldn't have imagined, is what it said. <laughs> love it. Okay. I love I love the thought of a fucking dark Yoda. Hey, if, if if the child becomes fucking uh, the child Sith Lord, I'd be fucking happy as shit. <laughs> oh, I'd be like, so yeah, says, fuck, get your so, shit on. So it says during Yoda's encounter with Doku, he opens himself up to the dark side of the Force for just the briefest of moments, and through a realistic vision, he shows Doku the unimaginable terror a Jedi Master as powerful as he would could unleash should he turn to the dark side. Yoda's 900 years of Jedi wisdom, experience, and knowledge would be weaponized on a scale never conceived. (laughs) Dark Yoda's destructive power would be so strong (laughs) it could wreck the entire universe. And once Doku saw the vision, uh, he couldn't deny the threat a dark Yoda would pose and said, okay, never mind. (laughs) Bad idea, bad idea. (laughs) Never mind. I'm, I'm good. So there you go. Wow. Anyway, Travis, the one story I was thinking of, um, you know, technically all legend stories are kind of what if now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, at the time it was written, was very much a what if. Uh, the the shift in this one is they fail to destroy the Death Star during the trench run. Okay. Um, and Luke still goes to train on Dagobah, um, but they they capture all the rebels as they try and flee Yavin before they bl- before it blows up. So Darth Vader captures Leia a second time, trains her in the dark side of the Force. So basically, she's fulfilling what he wanted to originally do with Luke in Empire. Right. And then it ends up where it ends up with a clash between Luke and Leia, a lightsaber fight at the end of what would be Return of the Jedi as we knew it. Um, but some similar stuff happens, like Vader still bites it, the Emperor still dies, but he dies in the most metal way, 
uh, Yoda never dies of old age waiting for Luke to come back, and he pilots the Death Star into Coruscant and kills the Emperor by flying the Death Star into his house. Jesus. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't know if good. it's, I don't know if it's, I know the art is good. I remember the art in this one being particularly good. Oh, wow. That is saying something because a lot of that, the uh, uh, dark horse. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. You, uh, ne- you never quite know what you're getting with that. It was one. Star Wars. What? In- in- infinities? Star Wars infinities. A new hope. There's also one for empire, which is like Luke dies uh, on Hoth. You know, Han doesn't get to him in time. So Luke's like, Han, you have to go to Dagobah and train as a Jedi. And Han's like, yeah, sure, kid. <laughs> and it goes to Dagobah. And Yoda, like, doesn't even give him, like, the pretense of, like, oh, I'm a mysterious figure. Like, who's Master Yoda? <laughs> He's like, you're not a Jedi. I'm here to train her. And because Leia goes with him. And that's that one takes off that way. I'm trying to think of what the twist is ah, in the Return of the Jedi was. Um I know Han Han Solo is frozen for too long, so he's permanently blind. That's kind of a neat twist. That is a neat twist. Um, but that one famously ends, and you've probably seen the picture before. Uh, Vader doesn't die at the end of Return of the Jedi. He gets redeemed, and then the Emperor escapes. So he's like, we'll fight the Rebels together, and then Vader walks out with like a solid white version of his own armor. Eee, that's badass. That it's cool. It's not. It's not really great, but it's it's kind of a cool image, and it's been circulating around the internet for a long time. Uh, um, so like, the script what if Vader was by was really redeemed. Like, oh, okay. The script was by Chris Warner, and the pencils were by Drew Johnson and Al Rio. Yeah, which I'm not familiar with. <laughs> it's pretty solid. I recommend anybody <clears throat> check it out. Like, there's a ton. Listen, if I'm gonna do one comic book recommendation about Star Wars, other than the stuff that's currently out, because the Stuff that's currently out is pretty solid. Like every volume of Darth Vader, whether it's the Gillen run or the Soul run or who's writing it now? Greg Pack. Pack. Pack's writing it. Yeah. All great. That just they've all been good. Yeah, I love it when people talk about uh uh Rogue One. You know, like people are like, Man, fucking Rogue One was awesome. That last, you know, seven yeah. minutes. It was the baddest shit, and I'm Dude, like, it's yeah. three minutes. Yeah, it's it was three minutes. Yeah, that's I was about it. to say seven it's, minutes. It's I wish so it was seven minutes, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, it was a great scene. They're like, oh man, you didn't you didn't love it? And I'm like, no, I did love it. That was great, but I've been reading the comic, yeah. and I see, Darth Vader, I see, I see it all the time. I see it every month, yeah. like, and it's done better <laughs> than than just you know giving me three minutes at the end of a fucking movie. I mean, like, yeah. I get a reason. Like why he is the way he is. I've get I, I you actually get into the head of what he struggles with, and you find out how his body reacts to like being half a fucking cyborg now. Like I mean, yeah. it was it's fantastic. I they mean, every Star Wars recently where he it. he meets one of Padme's body doubles, and it throws him like completely for Bucks a loop. him up. Yeah. Oh, big time. And um, and he meets one of the baddest Jedi in the entire fucking Star Wars you, universe. You love Master Infla, dude. Infla, dude. Infla was a fucking beast. You like, love him. That was his whole job. Like he wasn't supposed to do anything other He's than a Jedi who shit. just solely to kick ass. His <laughs> MOS. If he was in the army, his MOS would have been fucking shit up. Yeah. And it's like what? <laughs> 
where is this guy? I need a I need a HBO Max series of this guy just going around just I'll like Mandalorian, you, but he's fucking aliens and he's fucking killing creatures. I'll Fuck, tell you where that, that guy is. Six feet under, drowned in a drowned in an ocean. Dude, he's trying to save people too, man. That man, Vader's a I was mad he at Vader, sucks. dude. I'm like, you cheated. He whooped you. He's a Sith Lord. He's allowed to cheat. Yeah, I know. No, it was good. That was great. Yeah, everybody should be reading fucking Vader. I mean, Listen, like, if you if like I can Star make Wars. One, one, one comic book recommendation of the old legend stuff, and there's a ton of great stuff out there. Star Wars Legacy. It follows. It takes place 137 years after the Battle of Yavin. So basically nothing fucking matters. And it follows Cade Skywalker, who is this burnout junkie, last of the Skywalker line, who couldn't give two fucks about his destiny, his heritage, nothing. Yes. And he yes. has to fight the resurgence of the Sith, who have been dormant for who knows how long. Yeah. That's all and, I'm going to tell you. And he's he's got a pretty good little crew of uh, buddies with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a, like, he's got a crew. Yeah. It's solid. It's I, really, yeah, it's I, I read really a long great. time ago. I was just looking at images. I was like, "Oh yeah, that was yeah. good." Yeah, that's a that's a good recommendation. That's like if there's one I could get anybody to read who has just like you don't even need to know it. You could just watch the original trilogy and read this, and you'd be like, "Okay, it takes place a hundred years after." Like, super cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's a show. You know, and we've said this at at nauseum on the on this program. Yeah. But, like, this is what we've been wanting from Star Wars. We've been wanting new stories, original stories about, you know, new characters. Don't have to know much about them. Uh, you could tell us that in the fucking story. That's what you're actually kind of supposed to do yeah. in this universe that we're all so fucking familiar with. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can't think of another franchise other than maybe Star Trek that, you know, like, if I had young children, which, thank God, I don't, but if I did, you know, we <laughs> could actually kids. watch this stuff. They could grow up with it like I grew up with it, and we could still enjoy it together. It's like, I'm not watching fucking Barney or SpongeBob. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, you want to watch Rebels? Yeah, we'll watch Rebels today. You know what I mean? So there's, I don't, I can't think of another franchise that encompasses the age range that Star Wars does. Sure. And you know, there's just I mean, so many good stories. Other than something like Looney Tunes, which has been or, 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 or yeah. the, the Disney yeah. classics, like that's something that will never die and is meant to be for all ages. But you're talking something like Star Wars, where it c kind of grows up with its fan base. Yeah. Even yeah. though, if you saw Star Wars in theaters, you'd be like, "Well, okay, 50. <laughs> But but to your point, and and a total transparency here, because I had to be fair on both sides. I think that is one of the problems with the new franchise. I know we're going off on a tangent here. We'll wrap up here in just a second. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, we did grow up. We became smarter, savvier with our entertainment and our stories because we, you know, there's so many good stories on TV now. Comic books, I think, have elevated their storytelling. You know, like, so yeah. guess what, movies and franchises we love? You've got to step up your game, too. And Star Wars didn't for a lot of us. And I think mm -hmm. it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, kids are still fucking loving it. You know, they love the characters. They love, you know, space guns and laser swords. I mean, who don't? And they, yeah. don't, they don't really get the, 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 the nuances of the storyline. Like, we're like, what the fuck? 
what is she doing? What are the, oh my God, that, that's so stupid. You know, whereas yeah. kids don't care. And I, yeah. God, I wish I could go back to being that kid again and just loving everything I fucking seen. Yeah. But you know, we grew up and dude, and- I was nine years old when episode one came out and I'm like, this, this was awesome. And then a couple years later, people are like, dude, do you like, did you see that movie? It sucked. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It had a double bladed yeah. lightsaber and I go back and watch it. And I'm like, Oh, trade negotiations. <laughs> what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, <clears throat> some things don't hold up and that's fine too. Like, you know, a lot of things don't like we love, uh, like you go back and watch it again a few years later, you're like, oh man, that really wasn't as good as I thought it was. No, uh, but you know, I find the stuff that's the best is the stuff that you can enjoy regardless of what time it's made or sure. viewed in. So, for instance, and Travis, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but like Twelve Angry Men. Oh yeah, very simple story. Yep, classic movie, fantastic. It was probably great when it came out. Obviously, mm. it was black and white, so it's before my time. It's yeah. still really friggin' good now, yeah. Yeah. and it'll yeah. still be good in like fifty years. Or and the remake years. was also really good. Sure. <clears throat> well, so like, I was I was just on the Dingo's podcast, and that was one of the questions they asked me was my favorite movies, and you know, uh, non comic book related mo- favorite yeah. movies of all time. And my number one. Wait know, a minute, there it, are other movies besides comic book right, movies. Exactly. Like, <laughs> And, but you know what? That was the easiest list for me to make. Like, yeah. so, e- so easy. And, like, my number one blew them away. Like, they had no idea, but it was Forrest Gump. Forrest, Forrest Gump may be That's my number one. That's a surprising choice for you. Yeah. Well, I, it's it's absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah. Also timeless. Brilliant. And it's timeless. Yeah. Like, you can watch that movie at any, in, in any generation. You <laughs> can get there's so much in that movie. It's so well done. It's so well acted and smart. Music's great. Uh, it covers, so, you know, <clears throat> incredible time periods. And it's just so good. And entertaining. And it entertains. It don't make yeah. you, you know, you, you, you feel sad, you cry, and you sure. laugh, and you smile. Yeah. And then you feel good. like it. you run that roller coaster, roller coaster of emotion. And it's just, I, it's, it'll always be one of my favorite movies because of that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, we still love this. Stuff. I mean, we do this show because we love it. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll do we'll do the Obi Wan show. We'll do the Sokotano show, and you know, I'm hoping that we still have such good things to say about those uh, those uh, uh products as we do about the Mandalorian. Because the Mandalorian, again, we have all said it on the show before. This is what fans have been wanting: is something just like this, something yeah. new, something fresh, something well done. Um, and this shows it. All right, guys, we've we've ran at uh, uh, an hour seventeen. Uh, so, uh, Dennis, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me, uh, well, on social media at World's Most Okayest DM, except for Twitter. That's World's Okayest DM because I don't have enough characters, apparently. Ah. Uh, but you can find my podcast, Botched, a D&D podcast on all the podcatchers that are out there. You can also find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash botched podcast. Tuesday nights we watch movies. So, fun fact, Gideon, Moff Gideon, was in the movie that we watched on Monday maximum overdrive he's in it for two seconds his character name is video player because <laughs> he gets oh, really he gets electrocuted by an arcade machine how old is he in that movie <clears throat> very young he's very young in that movie a probably baby probably teenagers or 20s Teenag- if i, I would think a teenager yeah <clears throat> yeah wow so uh Dude's so yeah so we watch we watch movies like that on mondays typically and then tuesdays we do our actual show 
uh, which is right now space related. In fact, a mix of Firefly, Star Wars, and Star Trek. So. Nice, that's yeah. fucking gold. And Debo has already put up all your links to all your social Thank media and you, stuff Debo. in the How chat. How does he do it? Thank you, sir. Casey, tell us about your news, man. You can find me at the Button Smash Podcast, part of the Rogue Matter Network. Uh, we go live, twitch.tv slash we are Rogue Matter, uh, 9 p.m. most Thursdays. Whenever we can whenever we can get on there, we'll do it. Uh, we're also on there a bunch of extra times. A lot of the guys like to do streaming on the channel. So if you pop in, hit your notifications, you notification. may see a, yeah, a little fun random pop-up video game stream like who doesn't love that uh other than that i'm on twitter mostly lurking but i will occasionally like a post or two at, at tv's casey t-v-s-c-a-s-e-y and that's pretty much all there is for me uh jason uh is asking you a question casey about are you guys doing the new spider-man game by any chance uh i would love to cover it only one of us has a PlayStation 5, though, and I've never owned a PlayStation, period, so I couldn't play it on PS4. Um, so I want to say probably. We've definitely talked about Miles Morales uh, on the show before, speculating about the game. So we will cover it as soon as we are humanly able to. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Awesome. And I am the Blazing Defender. I do a comic book podcast. Um I would say I do it once a week, but I don't. And Dennis is rocking the BD shirt. It looks good on you. It looks like you got muscles even. I when don't. do I Did get that come one? with the shirt? It comes That's... with the shirt. It comes oh, with the shirt. It's yeah. padded. Should. Yeah. What was your going to say, Case? When, when am I getting a shirt? Where's my shirt? I bought T-Public. this fucking shirt. <laughs> T-Public, Are you man? kidding me? I bought this shirt. Yeah, he gave, he gave free shirts to everybody else on G-Stun, but he, I had to buy mine. So. Unbelievable. Your two most <laughs> loyal compatriots. Hey. The scum and villainy crew. It went to a, a cause. Yeah, why the, why did you have to buy one, Dennis? I don't know. I had to buy, you were out you were out of shirts. I was out of them. Yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> You'd already given them to everybody else. This yeah, is the last time I fixed your logo in Photoshop, <laughs> sir. <laughs> hey, hey, make your hey, I'm good with that. Pirate my shirts. I don't give a shit. That's <laughs> fucking cool my, as hell. Pirate that I'll shit. make my own blazing defender with blackjack <laughs> and hooker. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Do the one you made, uh, the Return of the uh, Revenge of the Defender. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah, do That'd that be one. Good. Uh, anyway, uh, I do a comic book podcast, and we did start a season two. Um, I've only done one episode of it. I am going to do episode two tomorrow. It's going to be around good. six o'clock. So please tune in. Uh, there are some really good comic books out right now. And uh, Jason, I know you were reading one of my recommendations. Die the new die drop today. Uh, it's fantastic. Dennis, did you pick up Die? No, not yet. No. You got to. You got die? to. Is like, it just, if, it, if there's only one comic book. It's that, just D-I-E? D-I-E, like a dice, a single dice, oh, a die. Yeah, like right up your alley. Okay. It's fucking amazing. Karen Gillan creates an entire world of Dungeons and Dragons, and it's people that are sucked back into a game that's real. It, it's okay. it's really, really, really good. How many issues are out so far? Uh, uh issue twelve. Oh, okay. Well, I'm oh. have lots of back. We're hitting, we're hitting with trade okay, no, wait. territory, baby. I think he Jason said he had to stop himself at issue twelve because I don't want to finish it. So maybe uh, maybe thirteen's coming. Hey, uh, well, maybe it was thirteen to drop today. Fuck, I read it. I just don't remember which one it is. I just knew it was a new one. 
Um, okay, so 15. So they have 15 issues. Again, the newest one came out today. It's fantastic. I talk about it all the time. I'll be talking about it tomorrow as well. Uh, but I, I talk about TV and movies also. I've seen the new Mutants movie. Uh, I'll have some comments on it. And uh, so there's some TV stuff in the works that I'm pretty excited about. So uh, with that, if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you get one free subscription with Twitch. I'd appreciate if you use it on me. If not, totally understand. It's all good. Thank you for joining in. I love people in the chat. I love it when you guys talk and, and you ask each other questions. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite things about uh, doing the show on Twitch. Uh, I'm also on Anchor. You can always subscribe to me on Anchor for the audio playback, but I do recommend the live show if you can. If not, listen to the audio. It should be fine. It's uh, raw, baby, and ain't everything <laughs> better raw. What's that? The live show. It's raw. Fucking so raw. And isn't everything better and it's raw? Maybe too raw. It's like raw raw. Meat? lizard baby egg raw is what it is. Mm. Uh, so with that, guys, thank you so much. And, hey, the world's a crazy place. Just be nice to each other. Treat people like you would want to be treated, and we'll all get through this together. All right, guys, be safe. And for the Scum and Villainy crew, we're out. Peace. Peace.